Hey, welcome back to Pigeonal Hockey. This is Chris, and today is co-host Sebastian. Hello, hello. And you know, as we're just a washed-up goalie and a washed-up goon that's taken one too many pucks or fisted ahead and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So how goes it, Seabass? Oh, pretty good. Uh, you know, hockey started back up here. Uh, busy weekend, two-win weekend for us. So, you know, there there was obviously some bad, but we'll take a look, we'll take a look at the good and stay positive and, uh, you know, four points and back in first place in our division. So I can't really complain that much. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. I was gonna say I was gonna I watched y'all's Carlton Place Canadians games this weekend, and yeah, there was definitely some rust. But considering that nobody could practice or be around each other for that entire period of time, and you guys basically went into this game with no practice or limited at that, I thought oh, I was pretty impressed. You know, they shook off the rust and they got right back at it. Yeah, you know, a couple guys who had a slow start to the season, and you know, we told our guys it's you know, it's 21 games split in half, it's 42 games in a season, so it's it's literally a second half of the season, so new season for the guys, so. Uh, I thought the guys who had a slow start season one had a quick start, you know, season two, as I like to call it. Um, you know, really proud of those guys. They, you know, there's one that come to mind. He's been really kind of struggling with always being a goal scorer or at least, you know, a point getter and making the jump to junior B. He just quite wasn't getting it. And, you know, we had a chat before the Perth game and I said to him, you know, I have a feeling tonight's the night. And I popped a very important goal in and had an assist and then got another two points the following night. So, you know, guys are shaking off the rest. Um, I also think it's it's huge on their commitment that they stayed in shape during the break. A few of them, not so much. And, you know, maybe had a puker or two and or, you know, guys whose lungs were burning. You can tell because, you know, shifts were 20 seconds right off the ice. But I thought they did a good job recognizing, you know, how to play within their own game. And, you know, we got 14 goals for in two days. So you'll take that. Eight goals against in two days, not the greatest. And that, again, doesn't fall on our goalies. Um, I, I'd say there's maybe... I don't know, maybe a quarter of the goals, you know, maybe the goals want it back, but same thing for them, right? They're shaking off mental rest, they're shaking off physical rest. You know, they bounce back, and uh, I think our team did a great job. And, you know, that was uh, two games out of 21, and now we're going into a uh, extremely, extremely busy, you know, we were talking about before the podcast, uh, really month, maybe six, five, six weeks with, um, you know, 19 games to go. So it's going to be crazy, it's going to be fun. But I'm looking forward to it, and uh, it, it's just it's it's a lot of fun being back, and you know, I'm really looking forward to the playoffs too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to catching all this. Basically, at this point, I wouldn't say it's additional hockey, but it's going to feel like additional hockey throughout the week between uh, well, basically all those EJHL teams I, I follow, and a couple of the players in, in the OJHL I follow as well, including uh, uh we had what Cade Corbin who uh, started the season with Pueblo down in the USPHL, one of the teams we we regularly follow, and I believe right now he's with uh, Whitewater. So I'm excited, and I know he's probably really excited to finally hit the ice again. And, uh, yeah, I'll be watching Whitewater's games as well and, and love watching my goalies, and that's that's what this thing's all about, man. Well, I've got really. some good news for you then. Because, yeah, what's uh, that? Thursday night we actually face his team, so I'm not sure if he'll be in the net, but you know we're going up to Whitewater for a 7:30 start on a Thursday, and uh, you know we got some new players um, who were recently signed that I'm not sure I am allowed to speak of yet. You know, there's nothing wrong about it; they're free agents, they're able to sign, but until it's official, I don't really want to you know make a public announcement. But you know we got some players coming in. Uh, this is one of those super rare podcasts now where it's just kind of me and you, and it's a highlights episode. And uh, that's what we're excited about talking about. And we're going to have a lot of highlights, I think, 
this February episode in March is, I think, going to be chock full of highlights with a couple of different seasons ending and you guys really just packing in a lot of games. But I'm going to have a lot of hockey to watch when I wake up, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I hope you're ready for a full-time job of watching hockey. <laughs> oh and no! I, <laughs> yeah, and I, like you're saying, like it, it's, it's you know, there's just chock pot, like you know, chock, just chock full of hockey. Like I can think of our last week of our regular season, you know, six games in seven days. So I, I know we're not the only team in the world dealing with that situation. So um, you know, if you like hockey, this is a great time for you. Oh, yeah, this is going to be great. The next couple months, I mean, we're moving into March then, and you got teams like you guys will be wrapping up your seasons. I think the USPHL will be in the uh, the playoff mode. I think the NAL will still be wrapping up its regular season. Yeah, and then you got the Frozen Four, both the men's and the women's. You've got the NHL trade deadline. I mean, just a lot of really, really super cool stuff coming up. But let's talk about January's highlights. And eh, let's see, you want to start with goals or do you want to start with saves? You know what? You're the goalie, and you, know, you guys are weird and all that kind of stuff. So I'll let you go first. I don't want to hurt any feelings. You just, okay, you know what? Beauty before goal scores. All right. So <laughs> I guess we'll start with goaltending then. So at number eight, out of the USPHL elite, that's going to be the New York Aviators, 15 January 2021. The player is Morgan Pelletier. He's a 16 year old out of Ottawa. The video time is 2:25:55. So this is a USPHL elite showdown between the Rockets Hockey Club and the New York Aviators, and we're notched up at 3-3, and the play-by-play announcer hasn't yet recovered from talking about an amazing save by Pelletier less than a minute earlier, when Morgan shows he's not done yet. Shortly after the draw, the puck isn't escaping the Aviators' defensive zone, and the Rockets scoop it up behind the net and threaten on the left side when a Rockets forward escapes the fray and lands alone on the right side, directly in front of the net. And the puck finds its way to him, but Pelletier launches right and dives almost backward with his glove to rob the backhand attempt and keep this a tied game. What a save by Pelletier. Yeah, this is, you know, a little bit of athleticism mixed with a little bit of luck. But, you know, if you're going to be good, you better be lucky. And, you know, I, I think this is both good mix of both. And, you know, he, you can tell he's battling. He's, he's keeping his eye on the puck and um, just makes it a really great save. Yeah, he, he did track the puck amazingly well, and it was a great save. And that takes us now into number seven. And this is out of the USPHL, and it's the Ogden Mustangs, 14 January 21. The player is Marco Deronio, the 20-year-old out of Detroit. The video time is 104.45. Just over a minute into the second frame, and Ogden is up 3 to nothing when visiting Noko ends up with a 2-on-1, almost a 2-on-0. The Eagles forward skates in on the right side, keeping Deronio with him until he's up on the crease, and then he sends a beautiful backhand pass to the unprotected eagle on the left-hand side who rips a one-timer but is denied by Deronio, who leaps cross-crease with the left leg pillow on his way to another shutout. What a save by Deronio. Before I even go into save, I just want to ask Deronio, how does it feel to be laundry? Because hung left to dry by his defense here. <laughs> Watching this highlight... If I'm, you know, our friend Mr. Dwyer or our friend Mr. Orlando, I'm saying, what are you doing tracking down the middle as a defenseman and not picking up the guy who's streaking down and clearly going to get that pass? Um, I think this is a great heads-up play by Deronio. Um, this is great athleticism. You know, basically goes into, you know, a split or a mid-split, whatever you want to call it, and takes up as much as the net as he could. Um, you know, desperation slash a little bit of athleticism, well, a lot of athleticism, let's be honest, and... Uh, you know, Bales is a defenseman out, so um, I, you know, we're obviously appreciating the save, and that you know, the entire oh, yeah. defense core better be appreciating that save too. 
I, I think they were because uh, he really played an awesome game uh, on the 14th and obviously earned the shutout. So, and Noko, man, they have been hot in 2022. So that was a that was a well-earned shutout. And that takes us now into number six, and it's going to stay in the USPHL, but this is going to be the Buffalo Stampede, my hometown Buffalo Stampede. And it's 7 January 2021. The player is Luke Remeni. He's a 17-year-old out of Margate, Florida, and the video time is 2.04.45. It's a showcase showdown between Utah and Buffalo, and Buffalo finds itself down by a handful with just over a minute remaining in the second period and Utah putting on the pressure cooker. With all five stampede locked onto two outliers on the right-hand side. <laughs> and that leaves Licka Schwab all alone in front of the net on the left-hand side when the puck makes it onto his stick. He gets a quick shot off, trying to go for the far side, but Romeni stops it with the top of his blocker. But the puck takes an unfortunate bounce right back to Schwab, still all alone, who gets the rebound and this time tries to bear it short side. But Romeni sprawls out and dives to rob Schwab with his glove. What a save. Yeah, again, this is just, you know, an athletic goalie doing athletic things. Um, and, you know, as a forwards coach myself, I'm going to have to pick on this. You know, maybe not had to do that save with a little bit of better rebound control. That I think that shot was just punched out the wrong way. But that being said, you know, just as I always tell players, if you're going to make a mistake, let's make up for it. And that's what he does, right? He kicks out a rebound somewhere where, you know, only an offensive player can get it. And then he just absolutely robs him. So it's almost like he was like, here, have it. Just kidding. I'm taking it back. I kind of almost a little bit, I know you're the coach. I, I have to disagree with you. When I looked at this play in detail and I was pretty impressed with the save because he, yes, it was a hard, I think it was a hard rebound to control because Schwab is a talented player and he goes for the far side and Romani stops it, but it's the top end of his blocker. And that puck just takes a weird bounce after that. That's a kind of a hard, in my opinion. I mean, Romani's a far more talented goalie than I am. That's a pretty hard one to control and uh, the unfortunate bounce there. But then uh, my criticism on this play is you literally, if you freeze the frame of this play, you can literally see five Buffalo Stampede, all five of them that aren't wearing goaltending gear with two outliers. Yeah, it's the old Why are they all in one spot? It's the old five-on-two defensive system. I never heard of it. It's just called hanging your goalie out to dry once again. All right, I'm going to just say the Buffalo Stampede stop watching those Buffalo Sabres highlights um, <laughs> because I know the Buffalo Sabres have been called out for this before. <laughs> you know? Oh, that 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 was my criticism there. But uh, I think it was a great save by Romeni, and uh, he makes number six on our list this month. Uh, at number five, well, we're going to stay at the USPHL, and we're going to go to Provo. And the, it's a second January game. Patrick Colburn, the 19-year-old out of North Kingstown, Rhode Island, is a player. And the video time is 2.59 even. We're nearing the halfway point of the final period in Provo, who is down one nothing to visiting Utah, who is breaking down the right side of the Provo defensive zone in a 3-on-2. Williams approaches the net and passes it in front of the net to McCure, deep on the left-hand side just before the net. Forcing Colburn, who's already made 41 saves this game, to cross crease from left to right. But then McCure passes it perfectly to the unprotected Cohen coming right down the slot. And Coburn is up to the challenge, stopping all his rightward momentum and sprawling out the left leg pad and glove to rob Utah of their second goal. What a save by Coburn. And I know I've said that a lot this year. No, this is this is a great save. This is, again, just 
great tracking, you know, track side to side. Great play, feed it right into the open slot and tracks back up, makes a big save. You know, gets a little help by his defenseman clearing the puck off, you know, out of the crease after. But, I mean, I think it's the least the defenseman can do after, you know, such a great save and, yeah. you know, 40-odd saves before that even. But I am going to say, if if this goes in, to me, as a guy who loves goals, this goes in, this is a this is a nasty goal. So the fact that this was a, a nasty save, um, good on him. Yeah, if this if this would have went in, it would have been probably a highlight reel goal. So the fact that he stopped it made it a highlight reel save. Absolutely. I mean, we've come to expect that of a uh, Colburn. And that takes us into number four. And number four is going to be out of the null, and it's going to be the Austin Bruins on 7 January 21. The player is Clayton Knapp, the 18-year-old out of Sylvania, Ohio. The video time is 2.17.20. The second's winding down in the second period, and Austin finds itself up 3-0 and on the power play to visiting Minot when Austin loses an offensive zone draw, and Minot sends a puck hurling into the neutral zone. And the Minotaur's Zach Simon cuts right through the D to grab the loose puck and head in alone on Clayton Knapp. And he goes backhand, forehand, backhand, forehand, cuts right in front of Knapp and tries to lift the backhand over Knapp's left pillow. But his goal charge was declined and Knapp keeps Minot scoreless through two. Yeah, and and again, this is just athleticism, you know, just great athleticism. Like he sprawls out, sticks the foot out, absolutely takes everything he can away from the net. Um, This is a great save. I think the only thing I don't like about this highlight is that the defenseman using his stick as a one hand, basically tomahawk slash the guy going on the on the semi breakaway. I thought thought that was a little intense, but uh, <laughs> going back, you know, it was a little much. Um, he basically used his blade to hit the guy with, so that's that's a little crazy. But as far as the save, but just a great save, you know, kind of again gets laying out to dry. Like the defense just couldn't catch up, you know, to the attacking player. Makes a great sprawling save and, and, you know, just shows how athletic he is and how quick he just bounces right back up and gets ready for any kind of rebound. So great save. Yeah, super talented goalie. I think he was called up to be the backup, uh, I want to say, to Green Bay, the Green Bay Gamblers um, earlier in the month. And uh, now he's back with them. He's super talented goalie and um, really, man, you watch his games. He's He's got the fundamentals down. He's really, really good. This takes us back into USPHL for the third best save of the month. And this is my Ogden Mustangs yet again. And this is 28 January 21. The player is Sir Duke, the 17-year-old out of Kiev. The video time is 2.49.35. Over 11 minutes gone in the final frame. In Noko, and Ogden is notched up at a 3-3 stalemate with the Eagles when Noko's Bailey Freifogel breaks down the right side of the ice in a two-on-one with Pittsman pushing down center. An offensively dangerous duel, let's just put it that way. Pittsman makes it around the Ogden D, and Little Fryfogel sends the puck right into the slot, and Pittsman does a nice left jive, and that takes her Duke with him. But then he jukes back to the right and attempts to bury the puck, but Saba does it again like he did last month, somehow locking his right pillow to the right post and robbing Noko of the game-leading goal. I don't know how he does it. Simply amazing. Yeah, a breakdown of his play. You know, it starts off with a great pass, a great move, which again, he scored that goal, and that's a highlight real goal. However, you know, you're outmatched by the goalie who, you know, sticks to the post, goes out and basically almost a full split and just absolutely makes a save. Like, this is just, again, um, you know, I think we're going to a trend here. We're having a lot of athletic goalies this month. Oh, for sure. And I think the uh, the final two saves really highlight that. And this takes us back into the USPHL Elite. It's the New York Aviators, again, 15 January, and again, Morgan Pelletier, the 16-year-old out of Ottawa. The video time is 2.40.40. It's, again, the USPHL showdown with the Rockets, and uh, New York finds itself at this point down by one 
with just over six minutes left in the third and on the penalty kill. The Rockets are running a nice cycle when the point man moves right to left and finds an open lane to fire the puck and releases a strong wrister that makes it through traffic and is denied by Pelletier's right pillow. But the rebound lands perfectly on the deep right attacker stick and he releases it at the yawning cage, but Pelletier pulls a whole beat and launches right, robbing the Rockets with the shaft of his stick. This is highlight real stuff, man. It reminded me literally of the save by Hopi in the 2018 finals. It was wicked. Yeah, this is just, again, making an athletic move, diving across. And, like, you know, we had a save like this. I can think I remember, you know, when we talked about Crown Place, there was a save like that. And, you know, I said the same thing. You know, you got to be lucky to be good. And, I mean, you got to be good to be lucky. And, you know, everything worked out in his favor in this one. And he just absolutely robs the player. Like, to me, you take a shot and open net that much, you're probably already celebrating in your head and ready to throw your hands up. Uh, just to get absolutely robbed like that, that's uh, that one hurts as a player. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, the way some people celebrate goals is the way I celebrate saves. And I definitely launched off my couch for this one. This one was wild. But that takes us to number one. And this will place us in the USPHL premiere. And it's going to be the Pueblo Bulls, 15 January 21. The player is Alex Timmons, 19-year-old out of Stillwater, Minnesota. The video time is 245.40. It's approaching the halfway mark of the third period in a tight 1-1 contest between Pueblo and visiting Utah. Utah is applying the pressure and running a nice cycle when Rudhouse breaks in on the left-hand side towards the net, cuts in front, taking most of the Bulls and Timmons with him before having the puck batted off his stick and bouncing maliciously back to the almost vacated left side of the ice for Waldhauser, who quickly snaps a shot at the yawning net. Somehow, Timmons, who's still pushing right, puts all of his momentum in a full split that defies reason itself somehow. I mean, I don't know how he did it. And he robbed Utah of the game-winning goal with his glove. And, I, man, there were celebratory hands raised at this point. They were dropped over their heads in astonishment and disbelief. The Bulls win this game on the outstanding play of Alex Timmons. His superhuman save was, honestly, I think they almost gave the play-by-play announcer an aneurysm. It was, I I had to watch it like 15 times to try to figure out what the hell he did. Yeah, this is a monster save. Um, if you want to know how much of a monster save this is, the right side defenseman literally has his hands up, skating towards you know the player who just took the shot with his hands up, thinking they just won the game, just to quickly realize that the ref is waving no goal. So that's how you know it's a great save, when literally everyone else in, on the ice assumed you scored, and you, know, you find out that uh, you were actually just absolutely robbed. Timmons was really has been really impressive since joining Pueblo and he's had some monster games, but this was that monster save. Uh, let's move into goals, man. You ready for it? Always ready for goals. <laughs> I know you are. All right. We're going to go to number eight and this is the USPHL's Northern Colorado Eagles. It's on 22 January, 22. The player is Ethan Pittsman, the 20 year old out of Homer, Alaska. The video time is 57 minutes even. It's early in the first, and Noko is already up by one nothing in Pueblo when they have a draw in their own D-zone. Off the draw, Pittsman acquires the puck and skates down the left side of the ice, getting around two Bulls defensemen before cutting towards the center of the ice. And then, just past the blue line, he splits a D, and at this point has the attention of everyone on the ice, but finds his teammate Braden Freifogel, the 18-year-old out of Wyoming, Ontario, all alone on the right-hand side. He sends over a perfectly placed pass, and Freifogel makes no mistake— Burying the goal, low glove side for the 2-0 lead. But this play was all Pittsman, man. What a play. 
yeah, I mean, th- this is a pretty goal, a pretty pass to set it up. And just like uh, we were talking about the saves, right? You know, a player makes a move one way and then cuts the other way really quickly and buries it. You know, we had a lot of, you know, goalies make those saves and we already talked about those. Now I'm finally I'm excited to talk about one of those that goes in. Um, this is a great move, right? Make one, make the goalie think you're going one way, cut it back the other way and bear it quickly. This is just a goal scorer's goal. That is a beautiful goal. And again, that's a uh, Pittsman makes that play happen and Fry Fogel again, he makes no mistake. All right, and that takes us to number seven. At number seven, it's USPHL's Northern Cyclones. The date is 9 January 22. The player is Jordan Gutierrez, the 19-year-old at Leamington, Ontario. And the video time is 134.05. Nearly five minutes have been played in the third period when in a tight 1-1 showcase game between the Utah Outliers and North Cyclones, when the Cyclones' PK unit, specifically Luke Liner, forces a Utah turnover near the center ice and the puck finds itself on the stick of the Cyclones' Canadian left winger, Jordan Gaultieri, who streaks in all alone, going forehand, backhand, forehand, cutting towards center, back to his left, and lifting low blocker side for the shorthanded goal, giving his team the all-important 2-1 to lead. What a goal. Yeah, this is a nasty goal. He fakes the shot, brings it back in, basically fakes the backhand shot, brings it back forehand, and just buries it as a goalie. don't know how much more you can really do with this goaltender did. It's just, again, I said last goal, but goal scorer's goal with some great hands in this one. No, this zone is absolutely wicked. This takes us now to number six, and this is out of the null, and it's going to be the Austin Bruins. The game date is 28 January 22. The player is Michael Jesenik, the 19-year-old out of Bratislava, Slovakia. The video time is 2.16.20. Less than a minute remaining in the second period, and Austin finds himself down by one and on the penalty kill in Bismarck. When Jesenik acquires the puck in the left corner, despite two Bobcats being in the corner with him, skates in in front of the net, goes forehand, then backhand, bearing it over the goalie's glove and tying it up at two. What a goal. Yeah, th- this is... You know, the goal is nice, don't get me wrong. Okay, like the, the little backhand move, you know, put it in, it's nice. The best part about this is just the effort. Guy goes in the corner with two defensemen, walks out of it, and if you freeze it, as soon as he walks out of that corner, it's four on one. It's a, it's a four on one, he scores a shorthanded goal. That's like just the hard work, you know, the nice finish. That's a great goal. On the flip side, as a defensive player or a defensive coach, I am furious because it's a four on one. I understand you're on a power play. You got to care a little bit. And force a player, especially if a player that has hands like this, who can easily score on on you know the PK like he did, top marks for this guy. Just an absolute wicked goal. When I saw it, I was like, damn. <laughs> like, you're just expecting people to kill the clock in that corner, and he buries it. It was critical. Yeah, it, it was great PK play by him, and, and just an absolute great goal. And that now takes us into the top fives. And number five, the NHL's Northeast Generals. The game date is 31 January 21, and the whole reason this episode wasn't dropped last week. And the player is Ryan Gordon, the 19-year-old out of Duluth, Georgia. The video time is 2.42.10. Past the halfway mark of the third period, and the Generals find themselves up 4-2 to visiting Danbury when Paul Minahan skates the puck out of his defensive zone and finds Ryan Gordon just past the defensive blue line. Gordon grabs the puck, gets around a defender at center ice, cuts through the slot, splitting the D and breaking in towards the left side of the net, where he buries a beautiful backhand under the blocker and giving the Gens a 5-2 lead. What a goal. Yeah, this is a great individual effort. I mean, again, takes on three defend, you know, two, three defenders. Nice little move. Nothing too crazy. Just a nice, simple, you know, you know, in and out, and then it goes back in. And this is just a super clean goal and just, you know, a great individual effort. Yeah, and it won't be the last time you hear his name on this uh, on this episode. 
And this will take us into number four, and this is the USPHL's Utah Outliers. The game date is 8 Jan 22. The player is Paul Waldhauser, the 19-year-old out of Klagenfurt, Austria. The video time is 50-30. It's just under four minutes played in the second period in a showcase game against the Rockets Hockey Club, and the Outliers find themselves down 1-0 when Matthew Kepke takes a pass out of his D zone and, upon crossing center ice, launches a beautiful pass towards the blue line. Cross ice to the streaking Paul Waldhauser on the left-hand side. Waldhauser dipsy doodles around a Rockets defenseman, cuts into the slot with another defenseman on his heels, and pulls the puck around the goalie, barely squeezing it between the far post and the tendies left leg pad. Beautiful cut after an excellent lead pass. Yeah, this is you know a great pass. This is a great goal cutting towards the net and you know just kind of driving and putting in the open net. To me, one of my favorite parts about this play is is when he makes that inside out move on the defenseman and kicks the leg and protects the puck and then just drives the net. This is just. You know, this is just high IQ. This is a high IQ goal. You know, understands how to protect the puck, understands to drive the net, and, you know, it waits the goalie. Um, you know, nothing to take away from that great pass. That was a great, basically, from side A to side B, you know, tape-to-tape pass uh, through the neutral zone. Great pass, but just the high IQ of, of the goal scorer makes this goal such a such a nice goal. Yeah, and this isn't the last time you hear Waldhauser on this episode, and we're only moving into goal number three. So, at third place this month the Nulls northeast generals the game date is 21 jan 22 the player again is ryan gordon the 19 year old out of duluth georgia the video time is 3 19 30 it's sudden death overtime in new jersey with the gens and titans notched at four apiece when ryan gordon picks up the loose puck just to the left side of his own net skates down the left side in a two-on-two cuts towards the right side then back in towards the slot with the titans d-man on him the entire time And though the defenseman is doing his best, Gordon outpowers him and gets the shot off, going far side over the pad for the dramatic overtime winner. What a goal by Gordon. Yeah, again, this is just a player, you know, basically isolating a defenseman, driving the net, driving the lane, and then just burying it. This, again, is just one of those goals where, you know, you know the player's got a ton of confidence because he's basically putting himself in a one-on-one and then just burying it. I mean, this this is a nice OT winner. Oh, it was a beauty. Really exciting one to see. And that takes us now into number two. And we're back in the USPHL with the Utah Outliers. On 7 Jan 22, we're back with Paul Waldhauser, the 19-year-old at Klagenfurt, Austria. But this video time is 2.02.10. With just over three minutes remaining in the second period and the Outliers up 4-0 on Buffalo at the showcase matchup, Magnus Anderson finds Waldhauser alone on his right side and slides the puck past the Stampede D-man. Jukes between forehand and backhand a few times, and subtly hints he is going to cross crease, which baits the tendy just enough, then instead cuts back out and tucks the puck short side under the glove of the sprawled out tendy to give his team the commanding 5 nothing lead. What a goal by Waldhauser. Yeah, I mean, this is a great goal. I mean, the fake pass frees the goalie, you know, go inside and out and basically just tuck it in the open net. But for me... The no look behind the back pass, basically tape to tape. That's the highlight for me. No offense to the goal scorer. This is a great goal, like a very great goal. But that pass, wow. Um, You know, if it doesn't work, it looks awful on tape. But it worked, and it looks amazing. So you're saying Magnus Anderson was the real highlight of this episode? For me personally, I mean, don't get me wrong. This is a very nice goal. This is still, this is a very top-end goal. But this pass, again, like I said, it works 10% of the time. The 10% it works, you look like a genius like you do here. It's a great pass. You know, the other 90% is usually a turnover. He puts this thing tape to tape, basically. So this is just this is just such a great pass. There's a reason that the outliers are leading the Mountain Division right now. And 
their play is a big reason for that. And just to put it out there, Magnus Anderson is the 18-year-old out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. And that would be Sebastian's highlight player. <laughs> but uh, let's take it into the number one goal of the month. And it's going to be the USPHL's Northern Colorado Eagles. The game date was 29 Jan 21. The player is Quinn O'Reilly, the 19-year-old out of Wichita, Kansas. Video time is 240-20. This one is a Mustang fan hurts me, but here we go. It's nearly halfway through the third period, and Noko finds itself up 4-2 on visiting Ogden when Quinn O'Reilly takes advantage of a poor change in turnover in the Ogden offensive zone, despite being the only eagle in sight. O'Reilly scoops up the puck on the left side, skates alone through the slot on the Mustangs goalie, avoiding the poke check, and then bearing a backhand short side. What an individual effort for what would turn out to be the all-important game-winning goal. This one stung as a Mustangs fan, but wow, this was all Quinn O'Reilly. Listen, I don't want to pick on your Mustangs, but uh, I know, I know. Those three defensemen should all get an assist on this goal. That, I mean, that's just kind of a a careless kind of not really knowing what's going on behind you play, and and it burns them. But I mean, (laughs) this is a nice goal. Like you said, avoids the poke check and just outweights the goalie. And the goalie's still stretching out. I mean, this is a very athletic goalie, clearly. Stretching out, stretching out, and then just buries it. I mean, this is a great goal that kind of came off an unfortunate, I wouldn't call it bonehead, but maybe lazy, sloppy play in your own defensive zone. And, you know, the player makes him pay for it. Yeah, I I was pretty angry seeing that changeover because I'm like, I think at that point, Brendan Price was just talking about how I think Ogden might be able to get back in the game. with the And (laughs) that's just... Oh, it was a it was the curse of the commentator, Brendan. I'm blaming you. I'm, I'm sure he likes that because his team won for that. But uh, uh, yeah, that that one stung a bit. But I think great goals, great saves this month. It was a kind of a shorter month with EOJHL not really being in there. There were still over 30 plays considered this month, so a lot of highlights. But those are the eight goals and eight saves that make it. And yeah, I'm looking forward to what next month produces, man. Since your uh, since your league's back in action. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, I think, highlight-wise, I've already seen a couple, you know, on not even just our team, like the other team as well. And I'm excited. I think the players are very excited and basically had two months off. So you know, the the creativity has been, you know, flowing for, for two months of just sitting idle waiting. And, you know, you're getting guys who are just ripping shots and making things happen. And, uh, you know, I think uh, this next month for us is going to be a very, very busy month. As I said, you know, we're not the only... You know, we're not the only league that had to sit around and wait. Now you have, we have a junior A league. We have leagues all around, you know, Ontario that were just sitting idle waiting to play. So I think with, with the USPHL and you know, all the leagues over in, in that side and, you know, leagues over in Europe, we're going to have a lot, and I say a lot, of nice goals and saves to review, I think, this month. I'm stoked. I'm, I'm, I have a month or two straight filled of hockey, and uh, – yeah, the irritation on my wife's face will be noticeable as all I will do will be, you know, watch hockey and, and do my thing. But, uh, you know, that said, before we wrap up this podcast, I want to give the nonprofit of the podcast a shout out. And that's going to be the Environmental Defense Fund, who take on climate change and other grave threats by identifying what's most urgent and where they can make the most difference. So show them some support at EDF.org. Link will be in the episode description. That said, we do want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at PHHOfficial to let us know what you think. And also be sure to comment and share any upcoming games or hockey news we should cover in a future podcast. This was the Pigeon Hockey Podcast with Chris and Sebastian. Thanks for listening. And remember, always clear your crease.